The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. So I'd like to call the Tuesday, August 23rd meeting of the Independent Community Police Oversight Commission to order. Ms. Janess, can you do a roll call? So now we've come to, um, uh, before we um, decide upon approving the agenda, is there a motion to amend the agenda? Yes, uh, Madam Chair, I do have, I would like to make a motion at this point. I, I move to amend the agenda. Oh dear. I know, can you, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. I move to amend the agenda, number one, under... Well, just before old business, I would like to add an item of business for notes from the chair. And with regard to the first item under old business, police intervention in abortion, I would uh, like to remove that. I don't believe that at this point uh, there's any discussion on that issue. Is there a second for that motion? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. So now, is there a motion to approve the um, agenda as it is amended? Make a motion to approve the agenda as amended. Is there a second? Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Thank you. And now we come to public forum. If there's any member of the public who would like to address this commission, you may certainly do so now. You may also do so at the end of the meeting. Is there anybody who would like to make any comments? All right, seeing no one. Um, is there a motion to approve, amend, correct, or discuss the June meeting minutes? Just uh, change the date. It's uh, June 28th, not the 30th. So we have one correction of a date. Any other corrections, additions? Is there a motion then to approve the June meeting minutes as amended? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, thank you. So I have a couple of items um, uh, that um, I wanted to discuss before we get started with some of our old business. One, we have a new commissioner, Ms. Kamika Pipkins. Kamika, would you like to say anything about yourself? This is her first meeting. We're excited to have her. Yes. Um, just 
just that I'm excited to be a part of the Commissioner Board. Um, I look forward to getting down to business as far as what it, the entire Commission Board stands for and um, just excited to be a part of it. We are excited to have you, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, second, um, as all of you know, um, our former Chief Cox has gone back to Boston, and we have a new interim chief, we have a deputy chief, and an acting deputy chief, um, and I would like to introduce them. Do you guys feel comfortable coming on up, or just staying from your chair? Come on down, then. So I want to introduce Interim Chief Amy Metzer, Deputy Chief Jason Forsberg, whom most of you know, and Acting Deputy Chief Patrick McGuire. Um, Chief Metzer, did you want to say anything? Would you like to talk about your new role? So I'll just give a brief introduction about who I am. Um, I'm Amy Metzer. I've been with the department since 1998. I got hired as a civilian employee and uh, eventually have worked my way up through the ranks to now being the interim uh, chief of police so over the course of the next eight months or however long it takes to fill this role permanently um, you know my plan is not just to hold down the fort but to keep us moving forward and so I look forward to having a healthy and uh, wonderful working relationship with the uh, Oversight Commission thank you so much okay. yes we've actually seen we have begun to see that already yeah. she was not joking when she said not just holding down the fort She's already been in touch with me regarding some dashboards and some other things that we have been talking about for a long time. And we were like, good grief. We, she was working at um, great speed moving some things along. So we're very excited about working with her and the deputy chiefs in this capacity. Um, next, I want to make a mention that Cynthia Harrison will be leaving us. Again, as most of you know, she was elected um, as a Ward 1 council member. And so she will be leaving us to go to um, city council and, um, you know, she will be missed, but we are excited that before she goes, she'll be traveling to the NACOL conference with us. And it will be the first time that we'll have a sitting council member who has been a sort of officially trained in oversight. And so we're very excited about that and happy that um, she'll be able to bring her knowledge of what we really do to council and that will inform all the discussions that they have. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? Well, uh, thank you, Chair Jackson. Um, it's really been great serving um, here on the commission on ICPOC. Uh, I'm really excited about the um, election results and, uh, and to be council member elect. Um, I really, I, I'm just going to put this out here now. I, I hope to have the opportunity to serve as liaison on ICPOC, so we'll, we'll see. I'm going to throw a bit in there for it. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. So, uh, so thank you, and just um, I'm really, really excited about the NACOL conference. I've looked at um, the agenda. Really excited about what's on there. Um, so yeah, really, really good. Yeah. So, looking forward to bringing that back. That's right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We're excited about that as well. And so, last but not least, um, this will be my final meeting chairing this commission because I will be stepping down as chair. Um, we will have a peaceful transfer of power. And, um, and so next, at our next meeting, we will elect a new chair and a new vice chair. And um, I know it is the intent of the vice chair, Francis Tudor Hargraves, to run for chair. 
But if anyone else on this commission is interested in running for chair, please let me know, and I will get info out to everyone so we can be prepared for our next vote. Um, Commissioner Stephanie Carter has agreed to step up to the plate and run for vice chair. If anyone else is interested in that role as well, please let me know, and we will let everyone know that. And so um, at our next meeting, we will usher in a new slate of officers. Um, my term expires at the end of May or end of June. I can't remember. I apologize. Um, and in the time that I have left, my primary goal will be to make sure that um, I memorialize some processes that we have and make sure that they continue for the next 10, 20 years. Um, I want to work closely with council and do some education. We've got a lot of new council members and some council members from before and just due to COVID and other things, we didn't get to have as many conversations about what we do and so I'd like to focus on that. Um, one of the most important things though is focusing on commissioner development. And so we have a bunch of new commissioners and new-ish commissioners um, and I'd like to do more mentorship and development so that we can really tap into the skills that they bring and I will be um, mentoring the vice chair and so what we hope is that every outgoing chair will take it upon themselves to mentor the vice chair who's coming in. Um, and so I will be super busy during my last months on this commission. I'm eligible to reapply for one more year, um, and I can do that if needed. But if there are lots of other excellent candidates out there, I will happily get out of the way and um, have some new blood in here. So um, that will be upcoming at our next meeting. So on to old business. Um, we had at our June meeting a discussion about a Brady list and a Brady list um, can be described as perhaps one way to describe it is a list of police officers who have found to have perhaps been untruthful in some sort of capacity either in a, a testimony in a courtroom setting or uh, based on re official reports to their professional standards or internal affairs. Um, at present, um, no such list exists for the Ann Arbor Police Department, and um, there are some problems with having such a list in, in different ways in which they're constructed. For example, in some municipalities where those exist, police officers don't get a chance to challenge their inclusion on such a list, and so there are some reasonable ways to construct a list with a police department. Um, and um, Commissioner Carter has been doing some research into that in the interim. Thank you. Uh, Chair Jackson, everyone uh, remembers the report from our uh, June meeting, and we did, okay, um, in case you don't remember from the June meeting, um, I had attended a webinar, a NACOL webinar on, on the issue of Brady, and uh, sort of gave a background that it has to do with when an officer has clearly um, not told the truth. Sometimes it happens in a police report or uh, some, some other context. And in the legal system, the defendant in a criminal case is entitled to know any information that could affect uh, the outcome of his case. If an officer is going to testify in a defendant's case and has a previous history of not testifying truthfully or not reporting truthfully, that information has to be made known to the defense attorney. 
And so we did make an inquiry as to whether the city of Ann Arbor had a Brady list. I am advised by the Office of Professional Standards that there is no actual list. On a case-by-case -case basis, the prosecutor's office will send an inquiry to the police department asking in some situations if officers have any discipline in their records for matters of truthfulness, credibility, or integrity. I believe in most cases this inquiry is driven by the defense attorneys. The federal prosecutors do the same thing. Whenever one of the Ann Arbor officers must testify in federal court, the Office of Professional Standards will get an inquiry. Some jurisdictions do have a, an actual list. Uh, apparently, we know now that Wayne County has a list, uh, but that they publish, but uh, we do not. So the next step, I suppose, is to decide if we believe there should be such a list or if that's really anything that comes within the purview of this commission. So that's, that's where we are so far on that. Any questions? And the Washtenaw County Prosecutor's Office has indicated that they do not main maintain a list of other municipalities. Obviously, that's outside our purview, but so our question was whether there should be a list for Ann Arbor police officers. All right, and then in terms of new business, um, we want to talk a little bit about the recruitment process for the Chief of Police. Um, we have been invited by the City Administrator to participate in the process um, prior to uh, the city beginning the search for the next chief. And what we hope to contribute to that process is a discussion of the values that we think are important in the next chief of police. Um, we'd like to operationalize a working relationship that we'd like to see in the next chief of police. You all may know that in the search that resulted in the selection of Chief Cox, um, this commission, several commissioners from this commission were able to participate in the interview process of the three finalists, but we were not able to participate prior to that. And because we have been up and running and done so much work heretofore, um, we think we have a unique perspective in terms of um, thinking about um, contributing to what a search for a next chief might be. And so we are happy to participate with the city administrator's office in having those conversations before they begin their search and before they determine what their, the criteria are as they evaluate what they hope to um, find in the next chief of police. Um, and we also expect to be involved in interviewing potential finalists as well. Any questions, comments, and thoughts about that recruitment process? So my, I guess my question is, we have been invited to, per, to have a seat at the table. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I would think that we need to be at the table all the time as, the, as members of the, at least our chair or, or vice chair, to be at that table and at, as the whole process goes along. So who do we... We talked to the administrator about that. Have we sent a formal request? So he reached out to us and invited us to have some input.
Okay. So you're happy with our participation? Our, our participation is kind of vague at this point. So I think we have a seat at the table. What that seat will entail and how we're able to contribute, I think, has not yet been hammered out. But certainly we will push to have as much influence as we can in the process. What we expect will have, what, one of the things that I had been saying publicly before we had this conversation with the city administrator is that sort of picking from the finalists that a, that a, a headhunting agency determines or that the city determines are best is, uh, you know, those finalists that are best for the city is kind of, um, I, I made an analogy to white primaries, um, where only white people were able to vote in primaries and African Americans were able to vote, but only from the people that had already been chosen, right? And so I found that to be inappropriate for our position because we have, um, at least uh, chiefs of police do lots of things, but one of the things they do is have to interact with oversight. And so I wanted to participate in at least talking about the values that they should be looking for and the criteria that they should be expecting to see in candidates for this position. Um, I think we have seen some missteps in the past, and I think um, we have some unique perspective based on our relationships with police and the work that we do and the way that this work has progressed that we wanted to be able to say, hey, we think these things are valuable to the city of Ann Arbor, and we want to argue that those characteristics are ones that they should find important too and that they should be looking for in the next chief of police. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank okay. you. You're welcome. Any other questions, comments, thoughts? I think one, one of the issues that we really need to focus on is um, on the commission itself, is what are the values, what are the issues that we are concerned about, and these issues have to be raised um, in, in, in the process of finding the right candidate to lead the department. Uh, I, I think we had a little bit of probably overestimated the the chief we thought that he would probably have panacea for all our problems and i think things did not work out the way we did uh, one of the issues i think one of the questions i asked uh, at the time of the interviews was the type of management uh, is is the uh, chief uh, is a micromanager or somebody who can delegate um, this is one, one issue that we need to really look into. The other thing is transparency. Um, third issue is um, acquiring some kind of, uh, um, whether it's software or so, um, to um, show the public about the dashboard and uh, the, uh, the stops, uh, traffic stops and all that. Um, and um, we need also not to um, feel emotional about the chief of police. Uh, we need to be more realistic about what are the issues on hand and how we can work out with the new chief about um, increasing uh, the transparency and also the trust between the community and, and the police. Um, it, it's, it's, we need to have a formal relationship, I think, in, in the one experience that we had, we thought would be a little bit more or less of, um, you know, they can solve our issues, but it does not work that way. Thank you. Sure. I think um, 
certainly transparency is something that we'll be looking for, but I don't think what we want to do is ask a next chief, are you willing to be transparent as much as in what ways have you pushed for transparency in the past, for example? In what ways have you demonstrated a commitment to being transparent? And I know you mentioned a dashboard, which is something we may well have before next chief comes because interim chief Metzer is already working on that. But I think one of the things that was challenging for us, um, you know, we spent a lot of time fighting for things that I hope we will never have to fight for again. We fought so hard just to see police names when it was always legal for us to do so. Um, and, and that was an awful lot of time that we spent. We spent an awful lot of time fighting to see complainant names, which is something that we'll just begin seeing now. And so um, I think we're interested in more than just a superficial commitment to transparency. We're looking for somebody who is comfortable being transparent and understands that transparency is, is, is certainly good for the public. Transparency is a part of what we do. But transparency is also good for policing. And so we're interested in someone who shows a dedicated to commitment to that already, as opposed to sort of throwing roadblocks in the way of oversight all the time. Um, I think I rarely talk about accountability, but that's been a challenge for us as well. And we have sat in complaint review meetings where we're seeing um, that policies have not been followed and yet officers have not been disciplined and maybe there is a logical explanation for that but in some cases we haven't been given that and so what we're looking for um, is a bit more accountability as well a, an explanation of the rationale for how and what discipline was handed out and that's something that's very important um, and I think um, we have spent so much time sort of fighting for very small things and when we talk to other cities about this you know these are things other oversight commissions take for granted so I'm hoping that because we have come to this point and we have these things established that those things will continue on and but it is something that that is going to be necessary in the next police chief we can't say oh yeah I've worked with oversight before and that's that's not gonna be enough anymore you know we were in a very different place when this uh, when Chief Cox came and we'll we're in a very different place now and so we are going to be asking about examples of ways in which people have been transparent examples of ways in which they're committed to that examples in ways they're willing to work with oversight and have an understanding that having oversight is not a bunch of civilians who don't know what they're doing butting into police business as much as it is a bunch of people who are shining a spotlight on policing on behalf of the community that we can ask questions and we can see information and we can look behind the curtain if you will and that that kind of interaction can certainly improve policing and make for a healthier relationship with the community and so we'll be asking for people to operationalize that and what we want the city to do is to to understand that these values are important as they have their search team their search committee look for finalists and so um, we understand that police chiefs need to have lots of different kinds of experiences, but we're hoping that some of these values will be at the top of the list for the city, and those are things we'll be advocating for. Any other comments, questions, thoughts on that? Are there any communications from any subcommittees? Just to report, uh, we had uh, a, um, a meeting for the uh, uh, managers, information managers, and uh, what we are looking at is there are just few of us who, was, who are managers, and in the past we wanted to have at least um, two or three groups um, to um, review the, the complaints. And um, so far we have only four people 
And one of the issues we had raised was um, there is no need to um, allocate two or three people per group. It's just the four of us or the four information managers can review all the complaints. And in this case, we can uh, move forward and, and faster. And the other thing is also I came up with a template for the review, and I sent it to uh, Denise, and she would share it with, um, with the managers. And also um, we'll uh, have that as a, a, a startup for the uh, intern, uh, Debbie, to really look at the, uh, the log, the cases that we have, and um, to have a file for each one of the complaints, and also uh, to have a color code to the files, uh, red, yellow, green, or whatever, or bar, and, and somebody can look at and say, uh, we did not look at this red, it's in progress, yellow, or it's done green. So it's just to make the uh, streamline the process. Thank you. Um, in that vein, we are developing a website as well, and we're expecting to have a dashboard for the community who, such that people will be able to see the numbers of complaints and general information about the complaints, not revealing any complaint information to the public, obviously. But um, we're expecting to have that go live very shortly, and so the public will now begin to be able to see complaints and the general nature of each complaint as well as um, Commissioner Othman was talking about, as well as its status, in progress, resolved, et cetera. Um, one of the other things I should communicate is that you guys have heard me talk a lot about traffic stop data and the Southeast Michigan Criminal Justice Policy Research Project at Eastern Michigan University um, is close in the next couple of months of finalizing their analysis of Ann Arbor traffic stop data from 2017, 2018, and 2019. Um, you've probably heard me say before that because 2020 was the COVID year and traffic stops were very curtailed and they were certainly different in nature, um, there needs to be a separate analysis of that year. We are waiting on some crash data from um, the city of Ann Arbor so that we can um, use it as a benchmark. Um, and I will not go into the statistical weeds, but that's necessary to make sure that we can do some um, thorough and fair analysis of the data. And so um, we're expecting in the next couple of months that that will be released and that um, we will have a coming out party of sorts um, to announce the release of the data and reports, and we will have subsequent community meetings as well. Um, any other communications? So, um, I just wanted to share that there, there is an event um, tonight, 6.30 to 7.30, uh, downtown at the downtown Ann Arbor um, branch on the fourth floor. There's this, there's this, oh yeah, at the library, at the downtown library. It's a, a conversation with the Youth Justice Fund. So there's a panel tonight with Aaron Kinzel from the Youth Justice Fund and two people who were incarcerated as minors. Aaron Kinzel is a lecturer in criminology and criminal justice at U of M, um, expertise is in education, corrections, and public policy. Kinzel is a consultant who's worked nationally on justice, criminal justice reform. Um, including with USDOJ, uh, worked with thousands of incarcerated, formerly incarcerated individuals. Um, so it's a good opportunity to, I think, participate in this. It's an ongoing series that the library is hosting called The Big Gay Read, um, and featuring a book, 
uh, titled The 57 Bus by Dashka Slater. Um, so good. there's always something good going on at the library and to hear that they're covering criminal justice reform is, makes me think that this is a conversation that's going on citywide outside of our own meetings. Any other communications? Um, at the risk of setting a new record, is there a motion to adjourn? Is there a second? All in favor? Any opposed? We are adjourned. And now everyone can go to the library.